recording. I've wanted to get Austin on here for a long time. One of the nicest dudes Thanks, you're gonna man. meet. And um, I've just enjoyed really getting to know you some over the past couple of years, so. Likewise. Um, yeah, man, like tell us a little bit. I, I do like your system, it's great. And I'm glad that you're gonna get to talk about it a little bit. I know people using it too, who have highly recommended it. Um, I should have asked them if they care if I bring it up. Maybe I'll text him while you're talking. <laughs> Just make sure he doesn't care. But um, yeah, I do know a few people that are using it um, and they've had nothing but good things to say. Obviously, um, it's you kind of I think they even started when it was like beta stage, but I'll let you kind of mm -hmm. tell where it's at and all that. So cool. Um, but yeah, Austin Mitchell. I'm glad you're here, dude. Thank you for coming. Finally, he's a freaking busy dude trying to lock this guy down. Yeah, no, it, I feel like, hey. This is the right timing. Yeah. You know, at the end yeah. of the day, that's this right. is that's what that's was right. meant to happen. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I really appreciate, you know, the option to be here, guys. Big fans of, of what y'all do. And, um, you know, it's really cool coming to your office. I've never, I've never been here before. Um, so I try know. to come hang out here all the time. It's nothing special. Just an old, old little building, but it's ours. <laughs> you know what? I felt special coming in, uh, you know, Good. seeing, seeing the different things that I've only <laughs> seen on camera. Now I'm seeing them in person. It's, it's, it's really cool. Uh, and then seeing Chuck out, out there. I mean, you know, he's just, one of my favorite people in the space. He actually comes in nine to five. He's here every day. That is, is he amazing. Really? He is. He's here yeah. every day. Yeah. Oh wow. Super cool. Yeah, Chuck's a good dude, man. He's a solid guy. I like him. All right. But so yeah. to, to tell you a little about, about Sonoda, Sonoda yeah. I'll tell you a little bit about myself and my co-founders first, because right. uh, co-founded Sonoda with uh, with uh, my older sister Lisa um, and uh, a longtime friend Alan, and and so the three of us have all worked in energy our entire careers. Um, you know, in different different parts of the business, but you know, you think about front office, back office operations across the value chain. Like, you you mash up our careers, and we've kind of touched almost every part of it. And you know, it was really interesting. So in mid twenty twenty one, you know, just really started kind of dive more into Bitcoin mining. Um, I had you know since twenty eighteen, you know, been been buying. You know, I'm a, I'm a skin in the game kind of person, mm -hmm. so I've been buying it, learning about it a little bit on the way. But I wasn't sort of all in, and I really didn't know that much about Bitcoin mining. Um, but it was right at that early 2021 time with the China ban. You know, I'm hearing, you know, working for a utility at the time, I'm hearing, okay, there's a lot of this, you know, miners are coming here, they're going to consume a lot of power. You know, we're getting phone calls. It's just kind of a buzz. And so I started to, to do some research into it. And, you know, what's really struck me was like, hey, this is an energy consumer that is like 10 years ahead of, of, anybody else like what they're just going out and doing are the things that people are still writing academic papers about and still building models about and they're just like no give me the real-time prices i'm gonna flex my load basically they were just you know exactly who everybody talked about we need to have on the grid and right. they just went out and started doing it and then the being location agnostic that just like is the the, the icing on the cake um because my entire career had been how do you bring energy to people mm -hmm. and, and and things of that nature so um that being the spark that kind of brought uh, the three of us together talking, you know, we saw all this innovation happening. But the one thing that wasn't changing was how Bitcoin miners were were paying for their energy. They were paying for it just like everybody else. And and so, you know, it's usually at this time I tell people, hey, you look at your energy bill and you'll see you're paying for energy you used 30, 60, sometimes mm -hmm. 90 days ago. All right. And and so that whole system is. It, really one where people assume they're getting a free free loan from their utility, but there is no such thing as a free loan. Mm -hmm. And 
And one from your utility is actually way less efficient than the one that you might get from a bank. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we started really, you know, digging into everything that we had learned throughout our careers and, and understanding all of the, the layers of inefficiency that exist in the energy system because of the fact that you have this disconnected value. So when we kind of summarize the problem we're solving, we're saying there's three value streams in energy, money, data, and then the energy itself, the molecules and electrons. And those three value streams, they all settle differently. You know, the data are siloed. You know, you as a consumer, you know, rarely get sort of real-time access to your information. Uh, the money, we already talked about that, that occurs, you know, after you've consumed the energy. So how are we going to, you know, really drive innovation in the energy system? How are we going to, to get to a place where, you know, real-time prices are, are everywhere, where markets are more decentralized? And the only way you can get there is when you pull all three of those value streams together. And, and so... Uh, you know, we were we were blessed to get, to to link up with some some uh, engineers at our um, so Max and Colin at our at our Bitcoin meetup mm-hmm. in Columbus. You know, and I'm you know talking to them about what we want to do, and and I'll never forget. You know, Max his his little line was, "Oh yeah, we can we can solve that. Uh, like we'll build this on Lightning." And yeah. and so that really you know began you know taking what was an idea of a problem that we wanted to solve and and how we wanted to solve it, which was hey integrate these things together. And he said, "Yeah, we we can build that platform." And so that began. You know, late, late, uh, really kind of December, January was when, you know, I think the first, you know, lines of code were written. Um, and then uh, this past June, we launched our, our product commercially um, and really focusing on, you know, providing a daily settlement of energy contracts. Now, our software can, can work at really any frequency. We can settle an energy contract mm-hmm. every five minutes, or every five days. But when you think about sort of where the industry is at today, what, how can we solve that problem in the most you know, useful way to both the energy producer as well as the energy consumer? It's removing that 60-day cash lag right. and it's paying as you go. So every day your contract settles, the value has been transferred uh, in terms of money, but also in energy, and then both sides have the data in real time. And that is what I think oil and gas producers that don't, like they don't, we're still so early with a lot of them that um, they don't realize like what even Bitcoin mining can do for them. Mm-hmm. And then when you throw in your guys kind of platform and software on there, they, their ability, I guess not a software but platform, but their ability to realize the revenues from their production being sold on a daily basis. That's a big change from what they're doing right now. Well, that's, I was thinking about this from like the utility perspective, but now that I'm putting like my operator hat back on, I think that we could have... So we used to have a little strip oil operation up in Tulsa and every run that we called in was like, you know, like $10,000, $11,000 at the time, which was a lot for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you called in like four runs over the month, you didn't get paid. Like there was a cutoff date and then you got paid. I think it was around the 21st, 22nd. And then you got paid on like the 27th or 28th for everything that happened in that month. Mm-hmm. And so you'd be like lean on cash. Right. Mm-hmm. So they could have 40, 50 grand. It's just sitting there. We're waiting to get paid, and then some of that doesn't make the cutoff, and then that automatically gets pushed out another thirty days. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, it's yeah. tough, dude. That's, that's yeah, why it's this tough. is such a to me a, a really a big advantage for an oil and gas operators looking at something that might be like marginally economic um, to tie in, mm-hmm. or or even something that's shut in because they it's, it doesn't make sense. It's like look. Number one, you're going to be able to sell your gas. And there are some more mining groups, one in particular, Upstream Data, that's doing some pretty cool stuff as far as making it more advantageous for operators um, to sell gas 
and kind of have exposure to Bitcoin mining without actually having to go do a lot of, you mm-hmm. know, put capital forward. Um, which anybody wants to talk about, you can give me a shout and talk to you about it. But um, they're doing stuff like that. So operators are going to be like, okay, that's that's an advantage. Um, and then when you throw on top of it that you can go and kind of realize your revenues immediately. Mm-hmm. That's a big one because of the very reasons you just well i mean out. for one it's 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 a it's much easier to run the operation right mm-hmm. when you have yeah. cash in real time yeah think if you have a workover right you have a workover. yeah but, but then you're not going to realize that production coming back online for, lo- for all the lost production yeah 60 90 days mm-hmm. yeah so it, it allows you to be able to invest instead of the lagging 30 60 90 120 days mm-hmm. be able to grow it's like hey if i've got the cash now i could invest in the workover mm-hmm. i could yeah. at a much larger scale drill more wells yeah yeah right, right. so well, and one of the things that you know it, it helps from our experience to, to know why is the system the way it is today um because a huge part of what we built is something that is you know we use the term non-invasive where you know it doesn't require an energy company to change the existing processes to use our software right. and, and 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 so it's it's helpful to know that well the reason why we have 30-day billing cycles and, you know, net 20 payment terms and all these things is really because, you know, it started with the fact that we used to have manual meter readers. They would walk neighborhoods. Well, they can only get to your house once every 30 days. Yeah. yeah. And and so then we built... Is that why? Yeah. Is that, oh, my gosh. It's that, <laughs> a good reason to keep doing it that way. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> and so now we have digital meters. So you've removed uh, that constraint, you know, the the data, you know, go directly to uh, to the utility. But then but then that the constraint point moved up then to the utilities billing system, which is built on mainframe computers. So mm. those computers were, are only designed to do one thirtieth of the bills every day. Wow. So you just keep, the further you go up, you just keep running into these constraint points. And so ultimately what you know we recognized is, well, you're not going to get out of, at least right away, the need for this industry to have this 30-day process, like cycle, end of month. Right? Yeah, they yeah. have a cycle and it's, and it's ingrained in everything they do. So what we've done is we built a solution that that works with that cycle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're, we're, we're bringing the, the daily settlement. There's, you know, cash going to the energy producers, um, you know, bank account on a daily basis. But then we produce a monthly report that provides them and says, here's what you billed for. Here's how much cash is sitting in your bank. So when you run that bill, you just apply the cash mm-hmm. to, to that invoice. And, you know, if there's any reconciliation amount, you can still send that invoice or you could send that invoice for zero dollars. Right. But the point is, it's to just work with the system as mm-hmm. it is. And do all of the what has been, you know, really our biggest investment as a company is is a lot of the accounting and, and back end reporting that is exactly what the energy industry needs to keep functioning the way they are. Have you they don't change, you know? So right. we gotta work with it. Have you they don't change you right? I mean, oil and gas companies notorious too for kind of doing the same thing they've done every day for the past freaking hundred years. But um I, have you they're guys, good at pumping oil. Right, right, you know? Yeah, they're good at pumping oil, man. There's no need to change. But is it? have you thought about taking this to, and I know we had talked about this previously briefly, but um, taking this to, even if it's not being used for Bitcoin, but from like an operator standpoint, because I can see it pretty beneficial for jibbing your non-op working interest owners too and mm-hmm. kind of settling th- things with them on a daily basis. Is there a way to do that with, kind of a cash system but utilizing Sonoda? Yeah, that's exactly right. So the the first thing that that you know is available today is is automated profit sharing. So mm-hmm. this is for for Bitcoin miners but also for if you have multiple parties uh, you know uh, who have an interest in in you know the production. So if mm-hmm. you know let's say there's a JV of of a, a solar farm or of an oil well, you can have the JV be paid out from from that 
that consumer to both parties simultaneously. So both a Bitcoin miner who is doing profit sharing or a Bitcoin miner now paying multiple parties, all, all happening automatically, all happening behind the scenes. So, so that's exactly right. Is, you know, we, we looked at the fact that in energy, there's so many daisy chain payments. Mm-hmm. That's one of the other big sources of, of, of inefficiency is you know, when I pay my, my energy bill today, I pay it to my utility, and then my utility 15 to 30 days later then pays my supplier. So not only was there that 60 day, 30 to 60 day right. lag to my utility, but then my supplier has an additional 15 to 30 day lag. And then, you know, and then they pay the transmission company right. and the producer that they bought it from. So all of that daisy chaining, all of the, you know, difficulty in actually distributing money out to, you know, profit shares or, or LPs, whatever, all of those things are slow, they're inefficient. And so leveraging the fact that, you know, on the Lightning Network, Bitcoin becomes programmatic, mm. you now can, can really... Our, our motto is if you can build it in Excel, you can build it in our software. And, and so however complex that, that model is of, of distributions, it's, it's, we can now automate that. And, and what we always make sure people understand is that even though we're using Bitcoin, as a, Bitcoin for us is an instantaneous medium of exchange. Mm-hmm. It just gives us that programmability of how you can transfer value from right. one party to another. But then the parties on either side can, can work in, in dollars or Bitcoin or uh-huh. in, you know, most of the other countries in the world because of who we're partnered with. Oh, okay. There yeah. was a company in oil and gas that was kind of like the darling child lease office next door. Um, for a while, they raised probably 15, 20 million dollars. The idea, very similar. They didn't quite have, they didn't quite tackle the same kind of problem, but they were kind of like dancing around it, right? And they, and they wanted to have some more settlement on, on, particularly on a project basis, right? I think that you guys are looking at a much better way. Um, but the problem was that they created their own blockchain and then they required every one of their customers like set up their own mm-hmm. nodes and they were still like struggling to find right. use cases, but that's the, you're trying to get people to do something completely different. Yeah. And you yeah. guys are going within the exact workflow plus just leveraging lightning, mm-hmm. not building any of your own. Like That's right. You know, well, and they're handling, you guys are handling the actual process of. Yeah. So the infrastructure, our software spins up automatically right. for the customer, but when the customer pulls up our, our software, it, it there's. There's nothing, all the complexity is taken away. It's mm. literally, we, we talk to a miner and say, hey, this is now you, you know, your checking account on the Lightning Network. And it you know, has that same look and feel. So you can put in the addresses that things are going to go. You sign your contracts. But there's nothing in there that says, I need to learn how to route funds on the Lightning Network or I need to manage liquidity. Right. That's all taken care of. That's the part that I think it makes it even more attractive. Same with kind of what I was saying about uh, Steve Barber's deal. It was like, you're eliminating the things that they don't know, mm-hmm. right? That they're scared of. Mm-hmm. And you're taking on that responsibility for them and allowing them to basically operate in a much more efficient manner, but in a manner that they are comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So that's what's nice about it. Like yeah. they see the value of, oh, wait, I can settle my payments now yeah. rather than. 30, 60, 90. They, they, may, they may seem small to people, but that is, especially in oil and gas, mm-hmm. that is key. Mm-hmm. It has to be within existing workflows and tools, and there needs to be pretty much no learning curve mm-hmm. whatsoever. It should That's be right. as simple as possible. That's exactly right. Um, and, and so I think that that has been our goal from day one is, is to provide that experience. And I, you know, I think one of the things you, know, you brought up, so there, there have probably been at least you know, a dozen blockchain startups like this is the problem that we're solving is not a new problem. It's been known for 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 a very long time. 
Um, but the emphasis up to this point has been, let's do this, let's create smart contracts, let's do uh, something on Ethereum or, you know, you name, mm -hmm. you name the blockchain. Um, but, you know, our thesis has always been, well, an energy company is, is not going to learn how to stake a token right, in order right. to use yeah. software. A hundred percent. No, they're not going to do that. And so, like, we don't ask them to. We don't ask them to do any of that you stuff. You mentioned a token, and it's like, all right, meeting's over. <laughs> meeting's yeah. over, yeah. yeah. Like, this is no so, like, there, there's just no way to kind of, you know, get that, that, that type of thing over the line because it's too much change. And so, you know, we, we provide this in a way that there's, there's no exposure to Bitcoin if you don't want it. You know, there's, there's no tokens. There's nothing like that. It is simply cash in your bank if you're an energy company. I just like That's that it. a lot more because I think it's, it, it'll catch on, you know. Mm -hmm. So do you guys have custody of this or are you purely just routing it to their existing bank account? So yeah, that's the, that's I think one of the cool things and really a testament to our engineering team for how they, they've architected this because, you know, here, you know, us as, as you know, we kind of describe ourselves as, you know, we're energy maxis as a team, mm -hmm. you know, myself and my co-founders, but, you know, of course, um, you know, learning about Bitcoin every day, but when the people that we've learned the most from are, are the engineers on the team. And, and so they architected a solution that, you know, I, I couldn't have dreamt up myself, but they architected in a way where it's a decentralized product. So the wording here is, this is, we probably need to come up with, with a, a better way to describe this, to truly you know, answer the question of, well, what, what is, what is your node as a customer of Sonoda? What does your node mean? But a simple way to kind of think about it or framework is, it is a, an agent acting on your behalf. And so you have the full control of that. You are the only one who can access the money and the data on that node. Um, but it's loaded with, with the, you know, it's loaded with software that has, you know, pre-programmed how to settle contract A, how to settle contract B. So it has all of the knowledge that's then loaded in there. And then it can just perform your AR, your AP, mm. your settlement, your reporting. It just does all that then automatically for you. So we we say you know agent is a legal term so that's why i hesitate mm -hmm. to use the word yeah. i'm not using it in the legal yeah. context yeah. but it's sort of acting <laughs> as that way of it is your agent you we as, as at sonoda have no visibility into your data we have no ability to access your funds so that's what's unique is in this world of of more you know as the pendulum is swinging towards decentralization that's what's cool about our software is it's a decentralized software and and so we get to provide a service that normally would require you being a custodian, a regulated entity across, you know, multiple, you know, different aspects of, of the code. And, you know, we're able to say, well, no, what we're doing is we're just enabling two parties to automatically transact with each other. Mm -hmm. And they're cryptographically secured between each other. And so mm -hmm. all of that is now happening in the background to where we can just provide the software. We can make sure that the software is set up and going to function for your business. But after that, you know, you just sit back and watch the money flow. How are you? How are you uh, configuring? I guess or interpreting the on the contract side. Are yeah, you converting so, those into like smart contracts, and then everybody is kind of agreeing, and then just go. Yeah, so you know, I think the the concept of a smart contract is is I think a really good starting point for what we've done. So you know, think about a smart contract. The way people another way to describe it is it's self enforcing. So it grabs real world data. It's going to apply the contract terms, and then ultimately, mm -hmm. uh, you know enforce it and, and then make, you know, transfer, transfer value in whatever that the underlying currency is. Um, so you can start there as like the, the notion of self-enforcement, something that a contract that can execute or enforce itself. Now, what we've done though is different because in a, in a typical smart one, uh, smart contract, you know, done at a layer one blockchain, what it's going to require is that it gets consensus across the whole network. So all mm. of the nodes in the network need to now write that transaction mm. in and, and document that before the smart contract can be 
can be completed um, or settled. And so what we've done is, is because we're on Lightning, we don't need to have a consensus between all of the nodes. We just need to make sure that the parties to the contract, their Agree. two nodes work. They, they're in agreement. And so they have this ability. Like old school contracts. Right. Yeah, like old yeah. school contracts. So we've really replicated <laughs> yeah. what happens in reality. Yeah. Yeah. And said, so it still does the process of you take a paper contract. You, mm -hmm. you well, today Snowda will digitize your the terms. Data, yep. right. or, Connect to your data. Mm -hmm. you know, so you've got the you know, meter data or market data coming in. You've got your basic you know, contract terms. They're all digitized. Again, if you can do it in Excel, you can do it in our software. Mm -hmm. So it's all loaded into your node, into your counterparty's node. Um, and then, and then all that happens is during the settlement process, the, your your nodes are communicating back and forth, agreeing on the price. And then once there's agreement, then the, then the payment automatically automatically happens. So we talk about this as being really collaborative enforcement, not consensus enforcement. Right, and, which is part of why I think companies are going to be much more. They, they understand that more. It's easier to explain. I, I know a lot of people. Shit, I I don't understand exactly what a smart contract is you just explained it much better than i've had a, any type of understanding about but it's confusing like if yeah. i go in there i'm trying to sell somebody something it's like yeah yes yeah, it's, well, it's hard contract. enough to have two parties agree imagine right. if you have six parties agree mm -hmm. particularly like with the company I was mentioning on these big projects where you have like all of these various mm -hmm. contractors that became a huge hurdle mm -hmm. for them because there became disagreements mm -hmm. immediately mm -hmm. right every single step of the way mm -hmm. right and nobody was ever to come to any sort of agreement so it defeated yeah. the entire purpose yeah. and, and from a security standpoint what we're doing is is a, is a big improvement too so you know it it, it checks the it's a, it's a, a huge enhancement and, and i think what we're talking about uh, yeah I, I won't i'm not even going to be the best person to explain it but one of our engineers really talks about sort of the game theoretic aspect of 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 what we're doing and how it's an optimum relative to the the layer one consensus approach mm -hmm. and and then just to save the fact that oh it saves a ton of data because you're not not everybody's right both parties have this immutable record of all their transaction details and those are the only two people that need to have that record mm -hmm. yeah. and and it's auditable and they're ready to go yeah yeah i i like it i think too with small miners like we we our firm martin legal group uh call us if you'd like some legal <laughs> representation so it's gotta be one, <laughs> one, one plug per show we, they are we the best. <laughs> oh, thank you, Austin. We represent a bunch of kind of smaller miners. Uh, we have some big ones too, but a lot of our clients are kind of the smaller, mid-sized groups. That um, this, to me, is a really efficient tool when you're trying to kind of maintain a lower headcount, and you know you're 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 still building your company. Mm -hmm. um, it works great, obviously, for large companies too, but. It's almost imperative to me is like like this removes a lot of your issues that you have with trying to handle like AR mm -hmm. and, and making sure you're getting payments to operators on time and whatnot. It's like this is just removes a lot of mm -hmm. the headache that I think they deal with. Well, I know they deal because I did it for a while. Um, this would have been really nice to have, mm -hmm. you know, two, three years ago at Jay. Uh, it would have saved up a lot of time. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I sat there. Messing, trying to figure out what UTX, UTO, <laughs> UTXOs and all that, um, and doing it, I mean, all day long. Yeah. So this would have been really, really nice to have back then. But um, I think it's something that we really just need to get you guys more well known. And I know your your presence has definitely grown a lot from when I first met you guys. Um, and I think that just 
I mean, he's got like the look and like the sound of like he got the hoodie and everything. He's like all of it. it you got it, man. You Thanks, got like man. The, the whole. The, I'll it, take it, it. It fits you perfect. And I mean, he's got his little like G, Steve Jobs deal going on too. I don't know if you saw <laughs> that, that maybe that may uh, become uh, that may become get, a new thing. Can we get like a, a picture? We'll throw it up there. Yeah, Jacob, we'll throw, throw it up there. there. Yeah, Bing. Uh, there it is. Because well, he looked great. He looked just like Steve Jobs. That's man. amazing. He even he even had like a. The hands like this. Was, really? Yeah. It was, and a very majestic glow. Thank right. you to lighting. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was perfect. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, I was impressed. I see it. So what kind of what kind of companies are you working? Obviously you're working with miners now. Mm -hmm. Outside of the miners, who who else are you guys working with? Yeah. So right now we're we're working only with Bitcoin miners. Okay. Um and you think about, you know, where as when you talk about selling an energy contract daily, you know, the first thing that, that that's really triggering for an energy supplier, producer, et cetera, is credit risk. Because mm -hmm. they they are Today they're you know selling power to to Bitcoin miners and they have you know 50, 60 days of AR outstanding at any given right. moment. And that for you know a large a large Bitcoin mining site can be you know millions, Terrifying. tens of millions of dollars. And so what ultimately you know energy suppliers are doing is they're requiring collateral to be posted uh, to cover that credit risk. Mm. And so now you have a Bitcoin miner posting you know millions of dollars in or putting that into another company's bank account and it's just sitting there doing nothing. And it mitigates the credit risk, but it's really not an efficient way to mitigate that credit risk. And so where we are able to you know, find the middle ground and, and, and bring value to both the suppliers as well as the miners is with that daily settlement, we're working with energy suppliers today that are now giving that collateral back to the miners. So now they're getting their cash back. They can reinvest in their operations. They can grow their business. And the energy supplier is really happy because they just took one of their riskiest customers and they moved them to the other side of the of the distribution. And now they are the least risky customer. And every energy supplier loves how a Bitcoin miner performs on the grid. So now they've they are the best operational customer and the best financial customer. And so they're getting daily cash flow directly to their bank. So it's this this two-sided value proposition really focusing on re removing credit risk mm. is what is bringing people, you know, that's why we get mm. phone calls today and people wanting to use our product. Operational efficiency. Uh, we just actually had somebody for the first time uh, in all of this called us around operational efficiency as their focus. Really, and that was really fun. I, you know, at the end of the conversation, you know, I told him I said this is the first time that like the headlining thing wasn't get my collateral yeah. back yeah. Uh, because that is the that's one of the key things. And you know, we we'll, we focus on the the efficiency side because you talked about you know you know ARAP. We're working with a hosting company today that they are collecting from their miner using our software and then paying their supplier using our software. That's great. And and so in that way they have no AR and no AP. And and so they get to now focus on building their business, right. focusing on the core part of their business without having to okay, we've got yeah. to build a billing process. We've got to and you know such do a all pain that stuff. In the ass, man, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like it's it no offense to the accountants out there, right? They're very important at every company I've ever been at. But dude, that is just especially when you're small, mm -hmm. it's so it's a pain in mm -hmm. the ass. So like removing that aspect of like the day-to-day mm -hmm. -day is freaking huge. Mm -hmm. Sorry if you already covered this, but are you, are you transacting specifically in just in Bitcoin? So today, um, what we have available commercially is for Bitcoin miners to pay in Bitcoin okay. for the energy suppliers to receive Bitcoin or dollars. Uh, we did just start our first customer in October doing, you know, paying in dollars. Um, and so we're really excited, you know, to, to you know, bring that into the mm -hmm. fold, giving more payment flexibility. Ultimately, the goal is that you as an energy consumer or as the as the supplier, you know, you're going to 
to be able to kind of look at your treasury, you know, on a daily basis. You know, we want to ultimately be a tool that that works well with with your treasury as a company. Mm. And so, if your decision is during the next bull run, hey, you're going to as a supplier take five percent of our revenue in Bitcoin. Great, our software can enable that. Or if you, as the miner, want to pay in dollars one week and then in the, pay in Bitcoin the next, you know, those are the things that we want to be enabling is is currency flexibility to really maximize your buying power of energy. Yeah. Now. I want to go back to your question about okay, so we focus on Bitcoin miners, but why you know folk, you know doing the the dollar piece is important is because well a lot of big energy consumers don't have especially Bitcoin. if they're if they're public they won't even touch right. it yeah they won't touch they're, it they're just like yeah and and so like I want to make a lot of introductions for you and so I'm trying to think of like my Rolodex yeah. and I'm like public 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 I'm like okay, well do you transact in, in USD or that's Canada, right right so yeah well we're, well that that is what we're working on now we've got our our beta customer up and running and and. You know, I would say uh, I learned not to give timelines in software yeah. development, but mm-hmm. you know, it's progressing really well in terms of you know, it's it's up and working now. When do we actually sort of offer that commercially, and how do we, you know, enable you know flexibility on a day to day or week by week basis? Mm-hmm. You know, those will be the next questions we'll answer. Um, but the key thing is, is that you know, Bitcoin mining being you know, given who they're interacting with uh, from an energy supply standpoint, you know, they so they they have this credit risk. They are the first customers we're going after. But every energy supplier we talk to says, you know, I've got, there's other people at the bad end of that credit risk distribution from our eyes. And, you know, they would be great ones to go to next. You know, so we need the dollar solution to serve mm-hmm. those customers. Uh, but then I also just think more broadly around large flexible loads, uh, you know, intermittent generation, you mm-hmm. know, all of those batteries, et cetera, those types of, of um, resources on the grid, um, they are all acting in a much more dynamic way than what you know we have traditionally had to build our systems to support. And so it's been my experience that the most complex contracts for the largest customers, whether at the utility I worked at or the retail shop I worked at, those were all high touch, very manual settlements. And so we're, we're thinking about as more and more customers start to fall into that complex category, we have a solution that's extremely flexible to where now you can digitize all those contracts and you and, and settle them, and so you, now you can actually be bringing, you know, do do what we're doing, talking from a value perspective. But one of the cool things is because we're on the, the Lightning Network and, and how we've configured our software today, it's companies, consumers pay suppliers, but we know that we're in a world where now the suppliers sometimes have to pay the consumer mm-hmm. for for grid services and things like that. Well, we we enable that as well, so now mm-hmm. it's it's two way value yeah. flow. And wow. so that's where what we see as kind of that immediate next jump is really just into that whole dynamic, emerging dynamic space within the energy system. And so that's that's where we go from, you know, Bitcoin mining, which is a big industry, to then high credit risks to now all the dynamic complex contracts where you have, you know, bi-directional value flow. There's so many use cases. I'm just oh, like okay. running through a million in my head. Let's There's talk about one that I'm not super, super familiar with, but it comes to mind. I'm sure you guys have thought about it. What about like on like the commodity trading side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I've 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 been so we talk when we kind of get to that level, we talk about sort of the energy economy, and so you have commodities, um, you know, physical commodities, so you know, oil, gas, hydrogen, electricity, but then you have all the derivatives, then you have energy investing, so you know the capital side, and then you have the climate side, so all of those things fall into the same. You know, they can all be the framework I'm talking about can be applied to all of them. There's nuance to each, but it's it's the exact same way because you know I've I've you know worked in a trading shop where you know margining on on you know hedges you know is is something where 
you know, you're either writing checks one week or cashing them the next. Mm -hmm. And and so there's a ton of credit risk, you know, caught up in those transactions where if you can just be settling on a continuous basis, well, now you've 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 freed up capital for your business um, and you're not having these big lumpy, you know, checks coming in and out based on what's happening in the market. So you'll have more of a real time view of your position, uh, both, you know, in, in, you know, in position in terms of how you see it in your dashboard, but also your position in terms of your cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's one of the interesting things when it comes to the, the, the investing side, what gets us most excited about is, is thinking about emerging markets. You know, there's a, the economic value of investing into uh, you know uh, an energy project in an emerging market is you know orders of magnitude. You know a kilowatt hour is orders of magnitude worth worth more in an emerging market than it is here in the United States. I mean we leave our lights on like it's nothing, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it drives me nuts. My kids do it all the time. <laughs> well, I feel like my dad. when it yeah. doesn't, when it doesn't, <laughs> oh, mean you put anything. a quarter in a jar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so when you think about like, well, why are we not? Then why is there not more capital flowing from developed countries to emerging markets to support? Um, you know, in a, in a private way, you 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 can look in these mar- in these places, and it's mainly you know public capital, utility capital, NGO capital that's funding a lot of the projects that are happening there. It just doesn't make sense why private capital isn't going there until you actually kind of peel back. Okay, what are the reasons why? And one of the top three reasons when you talk to anybody is the repatriation of funds. So if I do make an investment in an emerging market, okay, I, it's it's got to run through a third party who's going to have to do an international wire, you know, so it's all extremely inefficient. With mm-hmm. the Lightning Network, now you can have where if somebody's connected to your mini grid in Africa and they're consuming electricity, you can be being paid wherever you are in the world yeah, instantly. That's true. And right. so you're taking that that currency risk, that that friction completely out of fund repatriation. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and there's credit risk there too, just in the delay of it all. So, you know, that's another example of something that can be really enabled through mm-hmm. technology like what we're building at Sonoda. And so we get pretty excited about that. Have you all raised money? Are you no, raised I was money? literally going to ask, are you guys raising money right now? So we raised our, you we raised the first round of financing. Money. So that's like a never ending job. But. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. So, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've spent my entire career in, in, you know, not as an entrepreneur. So this yeah. is, this is a, a, a new life for me and something that I, like, never been having more fun mm-hmm. than, than I am now. I really enjoy all the aspects of it. So yeah, I mean, I think there's an element to my role in, in what it is that I need to be doing, which is always kind of thinking about, you know, how we're capitalizing the company, how are we planning for revenue, for expenses, et cetera. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm more every day, more and more understanding and, and appreciating and, but also just acting on what does that, what does that mean for me? So yeah, to your point of always raising money, I, you know, more and more I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, that's, that's the mode of, that's always gotta be part of my job. Um, and so we we raised uh, our first round of financing back in September of 2022, um, and yeah, so with with where we're at today, you know, growing as we are, uh, you know, we, we're definitely trying to uh, you know figure out what, how many what what are the resources we need to to really meet the, the demand from the market, um, you know, because we do need to hire some folks right now to to you know keep up with the demand, and so that's a great place to be. Um, and so yeah, you just you 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 run the models, you figure out you know who who do you want to be partnered with on this this next phase of your growth. Um, and so, yeah, if anybody's listening and they're interested in, in what we're building, you know, I'd love to chat. You know, it may not be now, but it may be down the road. Um, you know, these it's are all good to build those relationships. This is, yeah, it's part of, you know, I have an energy network and now I'm, you know, building a capital network. And yeah. and I really love those conversations because, you know, I guess as a personal thing is I, I just operate by getting feedback, getting opinions. Mm-hmm. That's how, you know, you're continuously sort of refining yourself on on the path of life. And, um, and also same applies to your business. So. 
it, it's helpful to kind of have that network, you know, growing now as as it is, um, because now I'm way more in tune with with what what the market's like, mm -hmm. and you know, you can you can understand well why why do certain companies get valued at certain levels and others don't. Um, and so yeah, I'm I'm going to school there every day now, and I love it. How many people do you guys have? Uh, so we have six full time. Uh, four of us are in Columbus, and yep. and uh, so it's great because we actually get to come to an office, you know, every day, and mm -hmm. you know, you know, get get in front of a whiteboard. Um, so yeah, we're a small but mighty team. I love it. I love it. I do love it too, man. I, every time I talk to him, I'm always impressed. And I'm bullish. I'm, yeah, I'm bullish in you guys. Ballard, come on. I'm very <laughs> bullish. I'm glad. I'm glad you finally got on here. Yeah, yeah I, I'm too. very bullish. I just too. I see the Tam. Right. Like it's enormous like you said i mean it's this cold like global energy economy mm -hmm. yeah i mean you, you continue continue to take over the bitcoin mining space but then expanding into whether it be oil and gas whether it be the renewable side the commodity trading side everywhere like, it's so big and it, i think and that it, that's what's exciting about it because you, you see most companies most widgets right and it's like yeah you have a good like good sized market but this like literally touches everything. anything where money data or energy flows mm -hmm. Yeah, I which agree. is like a and I think I don't that, know, hundred trillion dollar market or whatever it may be, and it, and it removes the obstacles that's keeping a lot of them on the sideline. Mm -hmm. So, which is basically an understanding of it. This yeah. is it's a universal problem, right? You can step into this. You can use this to step in into another industry that's opportunity heavy mm -hmm. for them, and do so without having to kind of change everything they've done or learn mm -hmm. an entire new kind of ecosystem that yeah. they're not used to. So that's right. What's the business model for you guys? Is it a subscription, transaction? Yeah, so we, we charge a transaction fee. Okay. Um, and you know, the you know, basically that's kind of the, the industry standard. Um, yeah. it's and a convenience fee. I mean it's the, yeah, that, that's the time value it. of money and mm -hmm. you guys um, should be rewarded for that. Yeah. And so you know I won't I won't I won't put it on on you know put it on the podcast, but you know I, I what I'll say is that you look at sort of the incumbents in the space. So mm -hmm. I can tell you that when I pay my utility bill today, yeah. uh, Fiserv is my payment processor. Mm -hmm. And Fiserv charges 2.5% uh, to my utility for the privilege. Yeah, um, Stripe's about 2.5% too, because we so, use that as our payment processor for- There you go. Yeah. So yeah, well, we're, we can, we beat them. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and, so and we're nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna complain. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I mean, and that, that's, that's the thing. And, and I think just, you know, kind of stepping into the, this, this whole new world, you know, we're also a company that doesn't have any AR. Because um, mm. we collect our fee, you know, as as the funds are you know being uh, moved on the Lightning Network, mm. so to we're you, able, utilizing it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, we're. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's well, I can't think of the expression now. But, you know, sort of we're, we're we're eating eating what we cooked. What is yeah. the, what's the expression? That's not it. I don't know. But I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we we yeah we we're we're in the same space, and and it makes it makes our lives simpler, and so we're able to you know conceptualize uh, a scaling company that doesn't need to think about all this back office infrastructure that we need to build because we don't which is mm -hmm. such a distraction from actually like focusing on building the company mm -hmm. right? oh, yeah. totally chasing ar i mean the number of people we it's talked soft, to that are chasing dude. ar around and you know just hanging out there and they're mm. putting people on payment plans just like oh that sucks like i will suck. never do that as a company yeah dude, how long before like quickbooks like Intuit or uh visa or masters if somebody comes knocking and just like we want to gobble you up because oh man like you never, uh, you know, you're seeing. Um, I think the space is 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 of course, if you're in payments and you're not paying attention to to the Lightning Network, mm -hmm. you're 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 behind. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, what's I think good is that most of you know we've we've gotten to have conversations with you know folks that operate their own you know closed networks and and you know are in payments and 
you know, there's there's varying degrees of awareness um, to, you know, some of the biggest ones really, really interested in this. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, it's it's not long before you you see people start to make moves in the space. Um, I can tell you that as a company, you know, we we are are very excited about what we bring to the table from from a you know a team. And so we're we're just pumped about growing as fast as we can and in doing as as and bringing as much efficiency and, and capital, you know, unlocking as much capital in the space as we can in the shortest amount of time, because we believe in an abundant energy future. And so how do you how do you bring that forward? Well, it's exactly what we're doing with our software. It's, you know, driving more innovation in the space, bringing more capital in. And so we're, we're here for the ride. And and that's that's what gets us all excited. I mean, so we have this purpose of create an abundant energy future. And that's what we show up and, and work on every day. You guys are going to crush it. I already know it. They are. Dude. They are. Thank you. Well, we are crushing it, but we're going to just crush it a little gonna, bit. More, I mean, more, I'm, I'm talking yeah. like. <laughs> you will, though. It's going to happen. It's and it's a testament to the team. I mean, I get to, you know, come here and do mm-hmm. these kinds of things. I, I just would, would just highlight, like, I've, I've never, in my, having worked in corporate, I think this is what I would tell anybody that says, like, hey, how, what is that like, you know, working in a startup? And I'm sure you guys have, have gotten to experience this in, in your, you know, careers as well, is like, there's. You, you know, you don't get to always pick your team and who you work with um, when you're working, you know, for a large company. And I've worked with some great people, but there's nothing like working with with five other people that you trust 100 percent. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it makes every day um, in order of magnitude better. Yeah. Um, and less stressful and all that other totally. stuff. Totally. And that is something I'm glad you said, because I've noticed that being around you guys a little bit just you know i haven't been around you guys as a collective group a ton but i have been a a a few times and they do have just a good good vibe because it's not always that way even in you know the entrepreneurship world in fact a lot of times it's not that way they really do have like a very cohesive like good chemistry good vibe that's hard to find yeah it's hard to find man it's hard to find even even yeah. you know being in st- startups and all that's probably even more hard to find so no yeah yeah i i just i've always been really impressed with him and the whole crew you guys got over there thanks so i appreciate it i'm i'm big believer and i want to see you guys succeed so i'm i'll sing your praises to everybody great i appreciate it yeah man yeah of course i'm bullish Thank you. I've got a lot of things I'm going to talk about off the mic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 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 here for it. You know, this is uh this is an exciting time. You you couldn't couldn't ask for better conditions to to really kind of I think attack this problem. Oh yeah, this is building time. This this is building time. Yeah. Cost of capital is high. We're getting to the end of the uh, we're getting to the end of where you can get in super super cheap right now. You know what I mean? I I think we're coming into the time where you're going to see the next having and that's not a guarantee um that things are going to react the same way they have in the past but it is an indication of what could happen Mm -hmm. and um and i just think you see all the things kind of lining up we haven't talked about like the etf and all that stuff blackrock but you're starting to see i don't know you you can feel these things almost Mm -hmm. like it's it's the vibe starts changing um the the it's almost like it's just a gut feeling and that's like, not what i'm basing it all on but there mm-hmm. are things in the news the whole dynamic has shifted you got you know not trying to profit off of the war drums going but it's like that's what happens right you start seeing more printing and all that and it's just kind of we might be getting ready to go into another one of those phases where you might see some some potential bitcoin uplift we've seen it over the past couple of weeks um but there might be more ahead and 
you're going to start seeing that bleed down into the infrastructure costs you want to get in. So we could be coming into that time. I hope we are. I saw a crazy, I saw a mm-hmm. crazy inflation stat that I was like, oh, I feel that. Yeah. Do you remember when we were kids? It's like you make six figures, like you make just a hundred thousand dollars a year. You're like, no, oh, man, yeah, you're it. making it. Like that was like the first milestone of success, mm-hmm. and then being a millionaire was like the, you know, mm-hmm. which now it's like, whatever, right? Um, but now like the same equivalent of that, like when we were kids, is like I think it's like five hundred thousand dollars a year. Jeez, it's insane. I saw, I saw one the other day. It was about it was an old news clip about how hard it was to buy houses in San Diego. It's like it's impossible a house in San Diego right now due to interest rates and just the cost has been exploding. This is from the eighties. The average house cost in San Diego. What would be your guess? Because what do we now is insane. no, I can't imagine average house cost in San Diego. I've uh, well since I live there, um, probably seven fifty. It was eighty thousand dollars in the eighties. Oh, in the eighties. I, yeah. I thought you said now. I oh yeah, now. yeah. Oh. Eighty thousand dollars, and I'm like. Good night. That is, I mean, that's crazy. Just such an indication of the value destruction of your dollar every day. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean, and it's not going to stop. Mm-mm. So it's it's made to go on that way, mm-hmm. and that goes back to the very start of what I'm talking about. This is all fake. We think all this stuff is like, oh, this is how it works forever. I don't know if you've seen the stats no. on <laughs> more people are defaulting on car loans right now than ever. Nobody's talking about it. Oh, I don't doubt it. It's going to be like 08 all over again, but worse, way worse. Really? Yeah. Yeah, average well, car note right now is eight fifty to twelve hundred dollars yeah. a month, and they it was the same thing as O eight. They weren't doing any credit checks. They're just like, yeah, we'll just come mm. in and we'll sell a car to anybody. Package up all the shitty loans, swap them around between the credit unions. It's not good. It's, it's coming. It's, it's, yeah, it is the reckoning coming. again. Yeah, it is going to happen. I, t- I just got my new car too. <laughs> Your new old car. I, I bought. Yeah, I buy an old one. An old. Oh yeah. An okay. old, I'm doing, gotta, the, I'm doing the same thing. I'm selling mine, getting some old. Yep. Yeah. Really? I am, yeah. man. I'm, I don't. I, I. I'm going. I'm embracing my uh, entire attitude on everything. I got an old '94 uh, Defender, an old Land Rover one. It's freaking mean. Though I can, it's loud and it's diesel and it's freaking dope. Nice. I can't wait to get it. So the only people who drive those are like hippies, like him and like Saddam Hussein. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's like one or the other. I'm <laughs> but, definitely I mean, a hippie. You, you, I bet you look good in that car. I think I would. I, it's even the right side driver. No, yeah, yeah nice. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. yeah. that's cool. That's Super really dope. cool. Is it manual yeah. or automatic? Manual. Oh shit! And, I'm and, and diesel? And diesel. I can wow. freaking. Is it, I, is it a six cylinder diesel? Uh, four cylinder diesel. No, six. Six. six yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, six. It's a TDI three hundred. Pretty dope. What is your What is your dream car? That. That is okay. You've got your dream. <laughs> you car. made That's it. Cool. Yeah, you That's made really it. Cool. No, it's got a lot of work that needs to be done. I'm not gonna lie, but you know the saggy ceiling. Yeah. Remember, like those old '80s uh-huh. cars. Like that's how ours was all the time. So, and I'm sure you know I'm gonna have a, a lot more needs to be done. Uh, but. Yeah, man. That makes just, it fun, though. Yeah, it makes yeah. it fun. Something to do. That's cool. You know what I mean? There's not a ton of stuff to do. I'm not a Houston hater, but it's been good to me. But there's not a ton of stuff to do other than, like, go out, like, to dinner or, you know, whatever. It's a social city. It's a social city. Right? It's a social right. city. It's a business city. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been kind of feeling the same thing. We, t- yeah. we talked about it, right? Yeah. Like, something about... Uh, yeah, kind of maybe getting out of the concrete jungle for a season, mm-hmm. going be. going out west somewhere, and maybe unplugging for a bit. Yep, that's Sounds how I'm nice. at it. And like, it will happen at some point soon. So good. I'm gonna get a camper I can pull behind that thing and just live on the road for a little bit. Nice. You know I mean? 
like a weirdo. All right, all right, all uh, right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm Very excited. Cool. Well, you know, everybody goes through their new seasons in life sometime, and I'm in mine. So mm-hmm. yeah, it makes it up. Let's let this guy get down to El Salvador. Yeah, man. Hit the, hit the yeah. beaches. Yeah, dude. Speaking of getting away for a few few I'm days, jealous, I'm jealous, man. Next time you're going, let me know. I'll, I always find an excuse to go. Sounds there. good. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to be coming to Houston more. I mean, this uh, it's I've been here for a day and it's been extremely productive. So I need to spend good. more time here. You should because I do think that this obviously being the oil and gas hub that it mm-hmm. is, I think this is. Yeah, I think what you're building is. I mean, perfectly mm-hmm. suited for. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, you guys spend some more time down here, and then uh, next time we'll give you some food recommendations. Oh, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, There's... you went to a good one with Marshall last night. Yeah, where'd you, where'd that you was go? Really good. Umami, I think oh, it was okay. called. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. got to get to. It was really show. good. Well, and, and he, you know, he 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 of course had, you know, all the favorites yeah. ready, and you know, it was just sort of a, a tour of of incredible food. So uh, I liked uh, it. And the I other will, person I met up with last time I was here was uh, Mario Gutierrez. Oh, and, oh the Mario probably took yeah. me to a lot of good Mario took me to a, a great, what is, it's a, it's a, a Tex-Mex place that. I was going to say taco place. Is there's like three of them. What is it? There's three of them? I think there's, I think so there's like three of them and it's like the place you got to go. Oh, El Tiempo? So. There's yeah, like, there's I think so. El Tiempo. I think there's so. a lot more than three of those. Uh, Maybe not. Well, I think there's three though, just kind of. Okay. Mario lives very much. El Tiempo, the... you've got Lupe Tortilla, you've got Papacitos. That's my favorite. Really? Personally. Yeah. Ah, oh, man, I love I the El Tiempo. El Tiempo. My mom so managed good. one when I was like a kid. So. El Tiempo, the filet fajitas are freaking Oh, yeah. You had to like, dope. you almost had to roll me out of there after right. you got done. They like yeah. melt. You know what I mean? So I did Tempo talk margaritas. to the, the general manager at Uchi though the other day yeah? again. And... I'm trying to get them to sponsor that's, the show. That's Chuck's place, man. Oh, Uchi's Shit. I went there with Chuck the other day. Like, yeah. we didn't even order. They just started bringing food out. No, like, this is the Chuck special. That's cool. That's best really place cool. In the world. I want. I want to get them to sponsor our show. He did tell me we need to go talk to him about doing a couple episodes from Uchi. I'm and down. That's cool. They I set am up down. a new. Uh, what is it called? Amikaze. Yo, yeah, they, yeah. yeah the back room's nice. Back. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. Why don't you come do some shows out here? Nice. We should do. Yeah, do one during the Amikaze. Yeah, sick. Do like a special edition. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Tell them to pick a date. It's like a little back room where they the chef, they have like a set menu, right? Like eight seats. Yeah. Yeah. Super kind of intimate, I guess. Nice. And uh, chef's right there, you know, and he's got like kind of a set menu, he or she. And they're bringing they're bringing the the food out. It's typically like one piece at a time. Right. Usually, you eat it almost immediately. Okay. That's kind of like the tradition. But like all the highest in places in the world are that kind of like setting, right? Nice. It's not like a restaurant where you walk in and like buy rolls or even like sit at a table. It's typically at a at a bar around right. like the sushi shop. It's super dope. Great. Right, Uchi's incredible though. We yeah, Nick, give me a bigger heads up and okay. we'll get it all planned out. Sounds and good. This guy's schedule's like freaking tight. Everybody's wanting to talk to Steve Jobs and, and <laughs> it's like, man, Austin, fun's done. I, I barely made the cut to get invited to dinner, but thankfully my boy Marshall <laughs> he's like, Man, does Austin know that we're boys? I was like, I don't know, man. I don't hey, know. <laughs> I had to check. I had to check. I know, he's very he's just a nice dude, you know. Uh but yeah, he said he said no. JLB's my boy, so I was like, all right, good. <laughs> I'm like, well, it's Marshall, but no, it's good. Um, I'm just, I didn't get to go. My daughter ended up getting sick, but How's she doing? Um, she's fine. She's, I, she's laid up today. She had fever and all that, but she's good. She's 16. She'll, you know, she can handle herself. So <laughs> she's old. Yeah, she's old. But. Austin, thanks for coming, dude. Yes, Austin, guys, real pleasure. Coming.